Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah. Maybe you've heard these words before. I'm in a hurry to get things done. Don't know why. Russian, Russian, till life's no fun. For those of us that love to have this sense of hurry and productivity, we look at Mary and we're like, all right, Mary's on our team. She's in, her, she's in a hurry. She's hastily moving about. Let's remember, 2,000 years ago, she wasn't hurrying, hurrying on the interstate, okay? She decided to go in haste, but she walked slowly. She walked slowly. Here is a truth that I think we've probably intuited. It's really hard to be happy and in a hurry. It's really hard to be happy and in a hurry. We live in a time that's so frenetic, so intense, so hyperproductive, that the word busy has actually become a virtue. And we do ourselves a self-compliment every time someone asks us, how are you doing? Good, busy, busy, busy. Working, working, working. This is not the mentality of Jesus Christ. This is not what he's inviting us into. As I said at the beginning of Mass, Jesus is inviting us into his peace, and he wants to give us his peace. But we can't have peace if our priorities are mixed up. I think it was within the last hundred years that the word priority was even put into the plural. There did not exist priorities. There only existed the priority the one thing necessary. As I do marriage prep with couples, I, I hold this up, and I think it's pretty obvious, but I think it would be helpful for us to remember. We are only going to be happy and at peace if we have things in this order. Our relationship with God, our relationship with our spouse, our relationship with our children, and our relationship with work. Isn't it so interesting that our society is exactly the opposite? Work comes first, and work domin dominates, and it follows us in our pockets and with our email. We're always working. And then we say, well, kids come first. No, they don't. God comes first. Your marriage comes second. And your children build their lives on the stability that comes from your relationship with God and your relationship with your spouse. Kids come third. And then whatever's after work and kids in the normal way of things, then my spouse gets that. And if there happens to be any leftovers, then God gets that. Maybe the hour that we're committed to going to Sunday every, every week. Maybe. We cannot live in peace with this reversed order. Work, kids, spouse, God. It must always be God, spouse, children, 
work. This is the order. And so I would invite you to do an examination of conscience now and in general, especially as you start to feel things kind of spiraling out of control. Of the hours that you have control over, I know a lot of us have fixed work hours, but of the hours that you actually make the decision how you're going to spend them, would you or someone else looking at your schedule be able to say they have God first, their spouse second, their children third, and work fourth? Jesus is inviting us into this. I just want to also hold up a couple lines that I think are very true. Hurry hurts relationship. Hurry hurts relationship. It's really hard to have a deep friendship with our spouse or with anyone else if we're always in a hurry. The reason, I'm going to put something out here, the reason that I believe that our priorities are mixed up is because we are living under certain lies. Lie number one is that I only have value to the extent that I am productive and that I'm doing something. I only have value if I'm doing something, if I'm producing something. And under that comes the lie that I'm not really lovable or not good enough, and so I have to prove myself. And let me assure you, I'm preaching all of these things from my own life experience of living under these lies. And the whole work of Jesus, Jesus' grace in me is to reverse the order and to not live underneath these suffocating lies anymore. And the reason that we live under these lies, let's go a little bit deeper, is that we have been hurt in some way. Something has happened to us, or we are treated in a certain way, maybe by our parents, maybe by our siblings, maybe by peers when we were in elementary school. This hurt led us to believe that we weren't lovable, that we weren't good enough, that we have to try harder. And of course, our education reinforces this kind of mentality. You're only, you only have value to the extent that you get A's in learning in this kind of way that is really only meant for a small percentage of people. So our priorities are mixed up because we're living under lies, and so we have to justify ourselves, and so we hurry, and so we work more, but that's only because of an underlying hurt that we don't believe or know that we're lovable, and that Jesus is actually going to provide for us. We don't have to provide for ourselves. And so as we approach this Eucharist, when Jesus is giving himself to us, to us totally, all of his love, all of his joy, the reason why we're not receiving more of it, one, because of our own sins, two, because we're holding on to unforgiveness toward other people, but three, because we believe these lies about ourselves and about God. And so I'm going to give us all the opportunity. I know everyone loves these audience participation homilies, I'm going to give you all the opportunity to renounce those lies and to send them back down to hell from where they came. So if you will join me, I'm going to, I'm going to make them up spontaneously, but they will be along the lines of renouncing the lie that you're not good enough, that you're not lovable, that you have to provide for yourself. If you feel so comfortable doing that, and maybe even if you're not comfortable doing that, I invite you to do it anyway. 
So repeat after me. Jesus, in your name, I renounce the lie that I am not lovable and not good enough. Jesus, I embrace the truth that by your blood you have made me supremely lovable and you love me as I am. Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to earn love. Jesus, I embrace the truth that I am loved not because of what I do, but because of who I am. Jesus, I renounce the lie that I have to provide for myself and my family. Jesus, I embrace the truth that you are providing for me and my family, especially now that I surrender to you. You take care of everything. Now allow me to pray over you. Jesus, I thank you. I praise you so much. You want us to live in the truth because you are the truth. Jesus, hurry hurts relationship with you and with others. And hurry hides our hurt. Jesus, give us the grace to slow down. Give us the grace to slow down. Jesus, give us the grace to slow down trusting that you are providing for us and for our families. Jesus, give us deeper peace in the awareness that we are loved not because of what we do, but because of who we are, your beloved sons and daughters. Jesus, as we receive you in this Eucharist, give us more of you, more of your love, more of your joy, and more of your peace. Amen.